0: Welcome to the Live Big Broadcast with Derek Greer. We believe this teaching from God's Word will empower you to live a full, impactful life in Christ. Let's dig in. But Isaac said, your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessings. Well, just for the sake of context, about two verses earlier, The Bible says that Isaac trembled violently with a mixture of sorrow and anger when he found out that his youngest son Jacob had lied to him. You know what breaks my heart is seldom the fact that someone lied to me, but the fact I can't trust them anymore. That's the thing that hurts. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? Now, Jacob was born the youngest of a pair of twins. His brother Esau came out the womb first, but Jacob immediately followed, holding or grabbing his heel. The name Jacob literally means one who follows. Connotatively, it kind of means one who usurps, appropriates, or supplants. And here's the deal about Jacob. I mean, he identified himself, uh, you know, right when he came into the world. He was the consummate opportunist. Uh, I mean, he was the type of guy, if if you didn't nail stuff down around you, you know, he'll, 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 he'll take it while you turn your head. For Esau continues, he says, for he has supplanted me these two times. So again, he didn't just do it once. This, this was the way, you know, Jacob rolled, if you will. You know, while, while the optimists and the pessimists were, were having a debate about, you know, whether the cup was half full or, or half empty, Jacob snuck in and drank it. <laughs> That's the type of guy Jacob was. How many of y'all know some Jacobs? Yeah. He took away my birthright. Now Jacob was wrong, but Esau wasn't innocent either. Genesis uh, 25 tells us Esau despised his birthright. He took it for granted. He treated as if it was common. And here's what I know about people you will not protect that which you don't think is valuable. So you got to love what you have while you have it so you have no regrets when it's gone. I just said something. And now look, he has taken away my blessing. Earlier in the chapter, Jacob disguised himself as Esau, and he tricked his father into giving him, the youngest son, the blessing of the firstborn son. Now when we read these types of things, sometimes we get disappointed about God's righteousness, but I don't think you're reading it with the right lens. If you look at this story, you'll discover if God could work with someone with as little character as Jacob, there is hope for you and me. But despite the fact that God's hand was upon Jacob, God had a plan for Jacob, a purpose and the calling for Jacob, the consequences in his life were absolutely staggering. His older brother Esau wanted to kill him. He would never see his mother again. And immediately, God had to enroll him into the school of hard knocks. How many of y'all ever been in the school of hard knocks? Yeah. Now, how long we stay in that school It depends on on how long it takes us to learn our lessons. Now, now many people live and die without ever graduating. (laughs) Verse 43. Now, therefore, my son, Jacob's mother is speaking. Obey my voice, arise, flee to my brother Laban in Haran. Now, what we have here is... The young player is about to be schooled by the older player. And God has a way of bringing things around. The Hindus call it karma. The Greeks call it fate. Islam calls it kismet. Christians call it sowing and reaping. But whatever you call it, God has designed life in a way that whatever you do eventually comes back to you. But thank God for the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood, the blood. blood. Let's skip forward about 20 years. Genesis 31 and verse 4. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah, to the field. Now, how did this man that's gonna become one of the patriarchs, his name will be turned to Israel, Jacob becomes Israel? How did he end up with two women? But well, what had happened was <laughs> when he got to Uncle Laban's house, he fell in love with Rachel at first sight. And then he agreed to work for her daddy for seven years in order to pay the bride price. And you might think, well, that's managed to have a bride price, but let me tell you something, if you're gonna have a bride, there's gonna be something you got to pay. (laughs) That went over very well. Young ladies, if he only takes you to McDonald's, he's trying to tell you something. And ladies, if you keep going, if you don't know your value, don't expect somebody else. That was free. That was free. That first row there. They were saying at least upgraded to Chick-fil-A is what they were trying to say. Because I know we don't all have it like that, but at least, okay. But after seven years, the hustler finally got hustled. So on the wedding night, Laban is this, you know, I mean, when Laban walked in the room, he had on a purple suit, he had on a purple hat, it was slanted, he walked in with a lean, a cane, yeah. (laughs) Laban was a hustler's hustler. So what he did on the wedding night is he switched his less attractive daughter with his pretty daughter. And the Bible says it kind of poetically. It says, what did it say? She she was tender-eyed. But we can read into the narrative. And Jacob didn't realize he consummated his marriage with the wrong woman until morning. Obviously, there wasn't a lot of talking going on on that wedding night. And because of this, it's the Bible. I'm telling it's the Bible. And because of this, Jacob had to work another seven years to marry the daughter he wanted. Now, if you haven't lived long enough, listen to me. Make a woman feel pretty, and she'll forget it in about a day. Make a woman feel ugly, she will never forget. She will remember for life. This marital, does this dress look good? Yes, it looks good. but this marital agreement was, 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 was a mess so Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the field to his flock and said to them I see your father's countenance he pays attention to his environment and his circumstances and he watches people and pays attention and he's explaining to his wives why it was time for them to leave their daddy's farm. You see, for decades, God had used Laban to teach Jacob a lesson, but the class was finally over. You know, I often tell people that God puts mentors in your life to teach you two things, what to do and what not to do. And just because someone's doing something you don't think you want to do doesn't mean the lesson is over yet. I see your father's countenance that is not favorable toward me as before. Now, Jacob had submitted to 20 years of discipline and process, and the Lord blessed him for it. But then over time, and this typically happens in life, Laban's sons got jealous and they started counting Jacob's blessings instead of their own. How many of you know some people always paying attention to what God's done for you and it ain't fair, why you get that? And they're not paying attention to what God's done for them. Sometimes the worst part of success is trying to find someone to be happy for you. But the God of my father despite the brothers, despite Laban has been with me. Why? Because Jacob was perfect, we read he was not perfect. Two wives, a man that stole his brother's blessing, a man who was known for lying and cheating. But because he stuck with the process, Because he maintained his pledge. With God, character is infinitely more important than talent. I know, at least for me and my life, God has been so much more concerned with building my character than building my platform. It's a curse to step into something you're not ready for. The more people know your name, the more people you can be embarrassed in front of. So sometimes for your own protection, God keeps you in a dark place. And you know, he's speaking to his wives who were up close and personal, he couldn't fake this with them, that with all my might, I have served your crooked, he didn't call him that. <laughs> your father. Jacob learned what Jesus would, would later say you must first be faithful with another's before God will give you your own. Yeah. But despite all that has happened, no more tricks with Jacob, even when it hurt, even when Jacob was wrong. Even when Jacob was unappreciated, he stayed the course. A river eventually cuts through a rock, not because of its power, but because of its consistency. Yet I did the right thing. You watched me up close and personal. Yet your daddy has deceived me and changed my wages 10 times, this is important, just because someone does you wrong, doesn't mean that God has released you from your assignment. I'm preaching good right there, that's important. Sometimes release doesn't come to the umpteenth time or the 10th time in Jacob's case. Now listen, I don't like this either. But faith includes trusting God even when it hurts. And knowing that God could cause our, uh, use our deepest pains to, to, to bring about his greatest purpose. I've told you this before, but there was a, an apprentice who was working for a master goldsmith. And he'd watch the apprentice, you know, time and time again, heat the gold and then all the dark stuff will come to the top. Then they, you know, get rid of the, the, the dross and then put it under the heat again and do the same thing. And, and they go over and over again. They do this process. And, and the apprentice said, well, uh, Master, how, how do we know when the process is over? And he said, when I can look over the gold and see my reflection." Sometimes it's not over until God can look into your life and see a reflection of himself in you in the midst of what you're going through. You say, Bishop, when will it stop? God says, when I can see my son, when I can see me. Reflected in you despite the heat. But watch his response. But God did not allow him to hurt me. It has taken me, my adult life, to learn this. Grown-up strength, grown-up hurt, and grown-man pain. I've come to understand that God is greater than anything that anyone could ever do to me. No one can ever hurt me, harm me more than God can bless me. Lied on, stolen from, cheated. Betrayed, But our God always comes through, always gets me to the other side. No matter what might happen on a Friday night, how bad, how dark, how brutal your Friday is, Sunday is on the way, there will be a getting up, there will be recompense. God will get back to you, everything stolen, everything taken. God's a great accountant. He doesn't miss one thing. Now for Jacob, it's not over yet, but he understands something. You see, his faith. In all this, that, that, that Laban meant it for my ill, but God was working it for my good. And ultimately, it ain't gonna hurt me or harm me. God's got me. And my destiny's in God's hand, not Laban's hands, not even Leah or Rachel's hands. My life is in God's hand, and I will trust Him. Genesis 30 and 25. Watch how God turned this around for Jacob and he's the same God yesterday, today, and forever and he will do the same for you. Verse 25, And it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph that Jacob said to Laban, Send me away that I may go to my place and to my country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served you and let me go. For you know my service, which I have done for you. Jacob's work spoke for itself. Hmm. When your work speaks for itself, don't interrupt it. Come on, sir. Jacob did not have to say another word. This is how I fight my battles. Sometimes just do the right thing and leave it to God. And Laban said, this is again, this is, he walks in the room sideways, please stay when you smile more than you cry. Give more than you take, love more than you hate. You not only become relevant, you become necessary. And said, if I have found favor in your eyes, for I've learned by experience, more modern translations say by by divination. So this is he was sideways in a lot of different ways. I've learned that, that the Lord has blessed me for. Your sake, you're in somebody else's life, sometimes sideways people's lives, not just because of you, but for what, Who their sake. Yes. But God knows how to make even wicked men Come on. know what side of the bread that their butter's on. Yes. You see, my goal in life is not so much to be a success, but to be of value. Yes. Then Laban said, Name your wages and I will give it. When you stay true to your assignment, when you submit to the process, you will eventually be able to live on your own terms. But it took 20 years for Jacob to get here. Let's skip to verse 31. Watch Jacob's response. He said, you shall not give me anything, but just just do this one thing for me, and I will again feed and keep your flocks. Let me pass through all your flocks today, removing from there all the speckled and spotted sheep and all the brown ones among the lambs and the spotted and speckled among the goats, and these shall be my wages. You see, 20 years ago, Jacob stole the blessing from his brother. But 20 years of God's fiery process had finally transformed him. So we see Jacob do something so uncharacteristic of the man 20 years earlier. He chose the most obvious sheep livestock of the flock to be his so he could never be accused of stealing again. So the brown, the speckled, the spotted, and the streak, I mean, you saw them when, when, when they were coming, and, and they were often also the, 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 typically the smallest percentage of the flock. When God brought the increase, you had to give glory to God. You could say that had to be God be, because that's such a small number of sheep and these are the weakest, the ugliest, and, and the, these are the most despised. So the only way he could have such a harvest was God. 34. And Laban said, oh, that it were according to your word, meaning you have a deal. And Laban Walked out of that, 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 that room, shaking his head, talking about them church folks so stupid. They don't know what they're doing. They, they, they have no sense. They got no street wisdom. They don't know what they're doing. But let me tell you, when the Lord is on your side, when the Lord is on your side, Genesis 31 and 10. And it happened at the time when the flocks conceived that I lifted up my eyes and I saw in a dream. God still gives dreams. And behold, the rams which leaped upon the flocks were streaked, speckled, and gray-spotted. That is so poetic. Leaped upon the flocks. What scripture is actually saying is God injected into the water trough some secret Cialis, Levitra, and love potion number nine. the stone the builders rejected the least likely the most rejected Mary asked Gabriel how can I have a child seeing I've never known a man but the thing that she thought disqualified her actually qualified her. God still uses the foolish things of this world, the streak, the speckle, the gray-spotted. Gray-spotted meaning old. You hear what I'm saying? They ought not be doing nothing with nobody, but the gray-speckled are up there, multiplying and advancing. He does this to confound the wise. His ways are not our ways. And you know, if God did things my way, I'd mess up my whole life. See, many of our blessings are hidden places that we would never expect. That's right. That's right. You know, he, he told a bunch of shepherds in the field, you know, you know go, go, go to, 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 you know, in, in town and, and in the manger, you know, in all that area, you know, you, you're going to find the king of the Jews. Well, if you're looking for a king, you go to a palace. Come on. But God chose a speckled spot. Yeah. And many of us in this room, not many rich, not many noble, he selected the speckled, the streaked, and the spotted, so that when he does it, God would get the glory. Yeah. So you say, I got streaks, I got spots, I got speckles. God would never want to use me. Well, that's the reason God wants to use you. Do you hear what I'm saying? When you're weak, he makes you strong. When you recognize your infirmity, he releases his strength. And the angel of the Lord then said to me in a dream, and by the way, you don't have to necessarily be smarter than everybody else. Just learn to say what Jacob says here next. He says, here I am. Whenever the Lord speaks to you about anything, No matter how crazy, how disappointing, how spotted, speckled, or streaked it seems, your answer ought to be here, I am God, to do your will, Father. Whatever it looks like, I'm your guy. Crucifixion looks stupid. The Romans said, well, I mean, and the Greeks, well, how's this crucified man gonna do anything great? The Jews didn't get it either. But God confounded the wisdom of the wise. Even the the, the spirits of the age didn't understand what was happening at the cross. And God's plan is not your plan typically. Every time I tell God how to do it, he does it completely the other way. So I just give up. God's ways are not ours. He reveals them to us by the spirit. Thank God for that. But it takes the spirit. It's not the flesh of man. So if you follow the spirit of God in your life, some of the choices you need to make, your eyes are going to be like, no way. Your experience is going to be like, no way. Conventional wisdom is going to be like, no way. Verse 12, and he said, Lift your eyes now and see all the rams leap on the flock, are the streaked, speckled, and gray spotted. Watch this. The least likelies did the most. For I have seen all. God doesn't miss a beast. All our days are written in a book every single detail. He's a great accountant. For I have seen all that Laban is doing and has done to you. God sees what the Labans in your life have done. God sees every sacrifice, bottles every tear, knows every pain, yes. but that same God will reward you for hanging into the process. Yes. I have learned in my life that when it comes to my outer man, it's my breaking is often part of my making. Sometimes God has to Let you get broke down so you have all the pieces he needs to put you back together better and stronger. My Bible says, I am the potter, you are the clay. And what I find, and if you want to know him as the potter, You'll go through this experience. He'll take you out of nothing. The clay just comes from the ground, the dirt. Put you on something high, and that's great. And you're all excited. Ah! He lifted me up, but then he starts spinning the table. Like this don't make no sense. God, I thought he was lifting me up. Lord, and then he stick it. Th- oh God, that hurt. Wait, 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 wait. What you what you trying to do, God? I I, I thought you know you were you trying to give me the best life. Lord, I, I thought you, you know, you, you, your plans for me are good, Lord. What, what's happening right This makes no sense. My God, my God. Why? 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 And we, we we spin. And God sticks his finger here and he sticks his finger there. And we're like, God, why? Because many of us just want to be saved, but we don't have an interest in being useful. You got to get on the wheel to stop just being a big old lump somewhere. And be molded into something God could use to contain something for his glory. So I'm not here just to take up space. While I live, I wanna be useful. And to be useful, I gotta get on the wheel. But then what happens is you spin around on the wheel, it don't make sense, and finally it stops. Okay, finally. Whoo, God, thank God that's over. And you look up, great big old loving creator's eyes looking at you. Then he takes you. He puts you in a hot, <laughs> a hot kiln, a hot oven. And you go, God, I thought you loved me. I thought you were for me. He said, didn't you read it, Peter? Don't be surprised by the fiery trial that comes. To <laughs> love one, it's not that I don't love you. It's just if I'm going to make use of your life, I can't keep you in the condition you were on on the table. You were too soft. Come on. Too easily influenced by the environment around you. You didn't have the steel yet to maintain form in the midst of challenge and hardship. So, out of mercy, love, and compassion, I placed you in the fire. And you've been heated up. And it's only after you go through the fire that you can really see the beauty of it. Stay with me. You only paint the vase or vase or whatever after it's in the fire. You only put the beautiful colors on it after it's been in the fire. There is a beautiful ending for your story. There are some finishes that God wants to place on your life. But you got to stay on the table, stay in the flames until God says, you're ready. God is the potter. We are the clay. And he knows what he's doing. Verse 13, two more verses, we're through. He said, I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed the pillar and where you made a vow to me. This makes me think that the person in that dream was not just an angel as we think of an angel. It was Jesus himself. And Jesus remembers our commitments and our vows. But according to this scripture, all of this came because of his pledge. Actually, it was was to tithe in Genesis 28 20 and go through God's process. I'm not going to go there, but giving always opens the door to the giver. And whatever you surrender to God, Whether it be your life, your heart, your means, or commitment in circumstances. God knows how to get it back to you. But skip to 43 and we'll be done. Thus the man became exceedingly. The New Testament says he'll do exceedingly abundantly above. All that we can ask or think. Thus the man, he was a man now no longer the boy. No longer the cheat, he submitted to God's process and became the man that God made exceedingly prosperous and had large flocks, female and male servants, and camels and donkeys. Now prosperity looks different for each of us. But at minimum, it's righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. But what we see here in this narrative is when you commit to God's process, you will always end up in a better position than when you were before. Yeah. It took him 20 years to get released from Laban's farm. Many of us, God wants to make us part of a process to develop some things in us and, you know. Uh, a couple of weeks pass. I'm out of here. That's out of Come on, God. Come on, come on, come on, God. A year passed. Oh, come on, God. I put in a whole year. Five years passes. Ten years passes. Still working for crooked labor. But God was still working in Jacob. Fifteen years. Some of us were. Hang on. Nineteen years. And because we give up, we miss what happened at the 20th. So I don't have a formula. I don't know how long it's gonna take. I don't know if things in your marriage is gonna get right on the sixth year, seventh year, eighth year, I don't know. I just know if you submit the process. Yeah. Maintain your integrity. Yes. Keep doing the right thing. God will do what only God can do. Thank you for joining us. Until next time, remember, you have what it takes in Christ to live big. We also invite you to partner with Derek Rear Ministries in bringing the life-changing and impactful teachings of God's Word to the world. Get started by visiting DerekRear.com by clicking the link in the description.